Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Okay, you guys, there is so much more to life than just workouts and healthy recipes. This is all of those real moments, the good, the bad, and the sometimes hilarious things that make life so worth living. So how do you live it? This is the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Let's Do Life. I am your host, fitness and nutrition expert, Autumn Calabrese. Today, we are talking all about our word choices. And let me ask you this. Is it better to give than to receive? Well, my guest today on Let's Do Life has made it her mission not only to give, but to teach others how to give and to be more intentional to live their healthiest lives, no matter what season they may be in. She's a social entrepreneur and the founder of the widely popular jewelry brand, The Giving Keys, which I love, by the way. Uh, She is the author of the new book, Every Word Matters. Please welcome to the show, Caitlin Crosby. Caitlin, how are you today? Hello, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. This is like, this is going to be good because these are things I talk about all the time about our words and the words we choose. But before we dive into that, like for my audience who may not know who you are, can you just give them a little bit about yourself, like where you're from? Yes, Um, I grew up in Los Angeles, born and raised. We're a rare breed. I grew up (laughs) in entertainment, doing a little acting and music. And so I was touring, touring, touring. And um, I actually started a website. I don't, we don't do it anymore, but with the actress Brie Larson, it's called loveyourflaws.com, all about body image issues. And so we went around the country, took thousands of pictures of people holding up signs that said things like, my chemo fried hair is beautiful. My acne is sexy. My cellulite is the new black. Love handles are, you know, so 2012 or whatever. Um, or at the time when it was 2012, that was like a good thing. Um, and yeah, so really have always been in that space of wanting to, because I grew up in LA, kind of rebrainwash myself that it is okay to be imperfect. And um especially because my parents were in the industry and it was just a lot of comparisons and the billboards and the media and the magazines and all, all that stuff and, and trying to find that balance. And, and uh, so my first key, I was in New York passing through on tour and the hotel room key was cool. So I put around my necklace and I was at a locksmith and I said, Ooh, can you engrave love your flaws on this key? So he did. And I said, Oh, while you're at it, can you uh, engrave hope, love, faith, dream, believe, fearless. Um, And then I started making them and selling them on tour. And then that kind of took off and they started selling more than my CDs. Um, But we'll get get to that later. (laughs) So that's kind of a little background, how I started in entertainment and pivoted into um, the giving keys. And then fast forward to our mission is to end homelessness. And I started hiring these people, um, these, th- these, this couple that I met that they, they lived in a dumpster in a cardboard box and I oh took them to dinner and fell in love with them and, um, had my aha moment that I should just pay them to engrave the keys with these inspiring words instead of the locksmith. And little by little, they saved up enough money, got their own apartment. And then fast forward to the giving keys was able to employ over 140 people that are trying to transition out of homelessness by engraving all of these words for everybody. Cause we all need these words. Oh, that is amazing. Like, that is so cool. So when you were growing up, obviously, like you said, born and raised here in LA, parents in the industry, did you struggle at all? Like, did you struggle with negative 
sort of words towards yourself or were you just more surrounded by other people who were? Oh, I was definitely surrounded by my own negative words about myself, negative self-talk. And I, so the book that I just came out now is more specific, I think, for everybody to be able to dive into each one of these words that we want to embrace. But my first book that came out last year, I really dived deep into a pretty vulnerable um, story growing up with body image issues and all these surgeries that had gone wrong with scars and, and, and this feeling of feeling disgusted with my body and disgusted with, uh, and then that kind of went into feeling how it really, not even just my body, but how it affected my femininity as a woman. And, and so I, I definitely had a lot of that negative self-talk. Um, and so, yeah, I've had to do a lot of work to reprogram my brain and knowing how much power there is in the words that we tell ourselves and not letting our minds take control of us, but us be in control and in charge of our minds, not the other way around. Yeah, that's definitely something I tell people all the time. Obviously, being in the fitness industry, you know, I I hear it, I get it from people all the time. You know, I hate this about my body. I want to change this about my body. And I'm like, you know, I say all the time, we have to, can we celebrate what we love? And can we say like, I love my body while working to improve, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I want them to reframe it into like, a, I'm not working out because of something I don't like. I'm working out because what, what's the positive reasons or I'm eating healthy because what's the positive reasons for yeah. it? Um, so w- w- did you have like, did you have an aha moment when for yourself, like what made you, how did you start changing your words? Cause I think that's where people struggle so much is going, well, it feels fake. Like I feel fake when I say I love my cellulite because I don't love my cellulite or I feel fake when I say I love my hand- love handles because I don't love them and I want them to go away. Right. Well, I heard uh, they say it's scientifically proven in cognitive, I think it's called cognitive behavioral, I can never say that word therapy that, so basically when we have these negative beliefs about ourselves, it's like a record player in our mind. And so let's say our negative belief is um, uh, I hate my body. Okay. And then, so this record player goes around and around and around every day and, and it gets caught. There's like a, like a, a scar or like, you know, when in a record player, there's just like a, yeah, like a groove, like yeah, yeah. A groove in there. Exactly. And so then we, what we do is when we kind of meditate on that negative belief, we live our lives looking for someone to confirm that negative belief and looking for things to confirm that negative belief. Um, and then we go see because it got caught there. So you kind of like put it in your groove and you make the groove deeper. Like the way that person looked at me right now, ooh, I think they don't like my body either. See, put that. And then the groove gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And so this old therapist that I met said, she's like, you can't pray these things away. You can't pray away. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I want to love my body and I pray that these negative beliefs go away. She's like, no, you have to create new grooves. You have to create new grooves that are deeper. And the only way you can do it is if they're such extreme opposites of what they are now. So if mine was like, mine was, I'm because I was so uncomfortable with my sexuality, sensuality and femininity. I, my negative belief was, and she said to pinpoint what your negative, your most negative dramatic one was. Okay. Mine is that I am so unsexy and so unsensual. So my positive belief was that I had to write down and say a hundred times a day was I am the sexiest woman I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) And it was laughable. So yes, like what you said, yes, people are going to feel like this is not real because then definitely was not real. I 
don't didn't feel that way. But it has to be the opposite and it has to be laughable for because you that shows you how much work you have to do and how you know how much um how much growth you can work towards. So and it is true when I started saying that all day long, I am the sexiest woman I've ever seen in my life, which is again hilarious coming from me. It started to work. And she's like, drive in your car, act like it, act like what that person would look like. Order your coffee bean from the barista and act like the sexiest woman you've ever seen in your life. And I started doing it and I literally started feeling that way. Then you start seeing people's reactions and then you put it and they're like, oh, the barista kind of like flirted with me a little bit. Like, oh, wait, maybe I am a little sexy. Wait a minute. And then I put that in my crease and then your groove becomes deeper and deeper. And then you start believing that. That's yeah, that's I love that. It's so cool. And it's it is hard, right? It is one of those things where you're going to be uncomfortable at first. Do you do you talk to uh, about this at all? This is a hard one. People I remember I mean, I remember this movie line from Pretty Woman. They're like her Julia Roberts and Richard Gere are talking and he says something about how great she is or how pretty or how smart that he thinks she's very smart. And she, she says to him, the bad stuff's easier to believe. And it's, it's so true, right? Like instantly you can believe the bad stuff you could have. I was talking to somebody else about this, right? Like social media is a little bit of an ugly place these days. You can have a thousand comments of people praising you for any one thing, right? And you get one negative one. And what do you focus on? You focus Mm -hmm. on the negative one. You focus on, well, that person's right. It doesn't matter what those other thousands say, that person's right. So it's easier for us to believe the negative sometimes. So how do we start to switch that to get to the point where like, it's easier to believe the positive stuff. Yeah. It's easier to believe in the good. I, I, I truly believe it's about repetition and it's just like working out. It's a daily thing. It's not like, oh, I tell myself this one quote or I do like one push up one day and then I'm good for a month. You know, it's like, no, yeah. I, I, I went to this therapist and um, I was working on some things with my kids and just all around just trying to enjoy life more and enjoying um, even playing with my kids that sometimes I struggle with. <laughs> I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old. And um, yes. so she had me write down, I am invigorated with life. I am invigorated with life and I deserve to enjoy my life. And I, and I, and, uh, and that was like, I deserve to enjoy my life. Interesting. That sounds like so foreign to me. Um, and then, so we did it and I felt great about it, but then I honestly forgot about it. So I don't know where I put my journal. It was like in my drawer. And then a week later, I, I was like, wait a minute, I shouldn't, I forgot to do my homework. And then I opened it up and I read it and I was like, oh, wow, this has all disappeared. Like the, the, how potent it was when I first said it is gone. So then what I have done now, I have it open next to my bed and I have to look at it every day. It's the only way it's going to seep in. And, and obviously there's so many things. I mean, I, I, I did it a couple of days ago. I made a new little affirmation list. And in my, in my book, I have a whole section where people can write their off affirmations. I ask them, I say, what are the negative beliefs you have about yourself? Write them here and then now t- turn them into the positive and now write them here. And what are new beliefs you want to create about yourself? So I do them all the time, like telling myself, and I just, I just wrote a new list a couple of days ago, which is I am strong. I am beautiful. I am creative. Well, actually to be vulnerable and real with you guys. Um, so I just went through a separation 
and which is not what I wanted and was not what I was expecting. Um, and so basically I am, I am, I'm, I'm, and I actually feel really good right now, but in the, in, when we went through it a few months ago, this was like literally my worst nightmare, but I think it's so amazing when you kind of live through your worst nightmare. Cause then you, you go through it and you're like, wait a minute, it really wasn't that bad. And I'm okay. <laughs> and I actually feel more free, but so to be real, my affirmations a couple of days ago said, I am, I am, um, beautiful alone. I am creative alone. I am strong alone. I am a good mother alone. I am capable alone. And I just went down this whole list alone, meaning, you know, and that's kind of what I needed. That is such a powerful one. I know so many of so many women, and I'm just going to speak from like what I said, what I know, which is so many women who have a really hard time being alone because there's all those fears of I'm not strong enough alone. I'm not going to, I'm not capable alone. I'm not going to be able to do all the things that I want to do alone. And so I think that that is, gosh, that one is a powerful one. Like, I hope, I hope that if we have listeners that need to hear that, that they really just heard that and that they start to use that because that's a big one. We're talking all about the words that we choose, the words that we say out loud, the words that we say to ourselves and how important they are and how much of an impact they have on us overall. Do you guys ever notice though that like the more tired you are, just the more negative you probably are in general, right? Or is that just me? Might be just me. But if you've followed me at all on social media, you know that in like the last year, I have been going through mattresses like water. I I can't tell you how many I've bought and given away to family and friends because I have an issue with my lower back. I have a bulging disc in my lower spine. And so if I don't have the right mattress, sleeping becomes next to impossible. And let me tell y'all, I wake up B. Sleep is so important. We really need good quality sleep. It impacts our immune system. So when we get a good night's rest, we boost our immunity. We improve our recovery from our exercise and we increase our energy. And when we don't get a good night's sleep, all of that goes to hell very quickly. So anyways, I've been on a mission. The sleep number bed has been recommended to me many times. Well, y'all, I finally gave in and I got one a few weeks ago. And I have to say, it has been incredible. So I went to the store. I did the whole thing, lay on the bed, you know, check your sleep IQ number, see how it's going to work, see how the pressure adjusts. It was so cool to see the pressure adjusting uh, right where my issue is with my spine. And then I would inflate the bed a little bit more and then the pressure would reduce. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I have to have this. So got the bed. It has been feeling amazing. I have been getting absolutely amazing quality sleep to the point where I don't want to get out of bed, but I do (laughs) got to get up and get the day started. So you guys, I'm telling you, if you're looking for a new mattress, if you're looking one that's going to last, if you're looking for one that's really going to help truly, truly improve your sleep, you guys have to check out the Sleep Number 360 C4 Smart Bed. Right now, the queen size bed is $1,499. So $1,499. That's only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash autumn, A-U-T-U. 
U M N. If you're looking for a new mattress, you got to check it out. Like I said, it has been a game changer for me. My back has never felt so good. I'm waking up feeling good. And let me just give you guys a couple of tips for getting a good night's sleep. One, consistency is really important. So go to bed and wake up at the same time, even on weekends. You will sleep better with a consistent sleep-wake routine. That's tip number one. Tip number two, Dim the lights, the bright lights, especially in the evening. Keep your body alert. So get off the electronics. I talk about this all the time. It's why I even have a nighttime routine for you guys with night uh, with nine week control freak. But dim those lights and set the mood so that you get your body ready for rest. And then the third tip is making sure you have the room set at the right temperature. A nighttime room temperature of sixty five to sixty seven degrees is ideal for quality sleep. So try those three tips. Try the Sleep Number 360 C4 Smart Bed at sleepnumber.com slash autumn and get that sleep, y'all, because it is going to impact the whole rest of your day and your life. Check it out. You choose a word and you intentionally incorporate it into your daily life, Right. Now, do you choose a different word every day or do you have like a word of the week or you, is it like what you need based on where you're at? It's really what, what you need. So for the jewelry, for the Giving Keys jewelry, you know, right now, this one says love. Um, and so that's just kind of a, a good reminder. It's, I mean, I do have so many Giving Keys, so I guess you could wear a different one every day. But um, And then I have a little warrior earring that says warrior. That's my word of the year. So I do give myself a word of the year and my word this year is warrior. But I think probably I'm different than everyone else because I have so many giving keys that I'm just literally giving a new one away. Like I have this bracelet that says, I just gave a bracelet away that says strength the other day. I was at uh, dinner with a girlfriend and she said her sister was suicidal. And so I had one of these beaded bracelets on that said strength. So I gave it to her. I said, please give this to your sister. So I'm just like always loaded up to give to people. Um, But the thing is, we all need the words on these keys. And the thing that's interesting is strength is our, has been our number one seller for a decade. And that really shows me that what is the opposite of strength? I Googled it to make sure. And it said the opposite of strength is weak. So it's so interesting that millions of people feel weak. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I load myself with all the words, but as far as the book, the chap, every chapter is a different word. So it walks you through, hope, love, faith, dream, believe, create, brave, fearless. And then the end is pay it forward. So I guess as long as that chapter takes you, you focus on that one. So let's talk about that. One, you answered one of my questions, which was that strength is your number one best-selling word. And it has been for a long time. And I was going to ask you why you thought that, but it makes perfect sense because people feel weak, whether it's physically or emotionally or mentally, like that's a big one. I'm, um, I'm actually doing something right now. I'll give you a quick little story. So I'm doing something called 75 strong. It's like 75 days and you follow these five basic principles. And for me, the principles are a lot of what I basically do in my daily life, but like anybody kind of like how, when you put your journal in your drawer, you know, you kind of think you're doing it and then you're like, Oh wait, I'm not really fully doing it. And um, so I'm doing it just to like, lock it back in because it makes me feel very empowered. Like that's a big one for me, but the amount of people that I had comment um, and it's not, by the way, like, let me give credit where credit is due. I didn't come up with the 75 hard. That's, that's a gentleman named Andy uh, Frazella that created it. But um, 
so many people are like, oh my gosh, that's so hard. I don't know if I could do it. And when I look at what the five principles are, they're, they're really not that hard. It's like drink a gallon of water a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to do two workouts a day. They're supposed to be about 45 minutes each, but one's like a whatever workout and one has to be outside. So it could be as simple as like walking your dog um, and following a nutrition plan and um, doing 10 pages of personal development. And it was surprising to me, uh, one was giving up alcohol um, for 75 days, but it was surprising to me at how many people were like, that's too hard. I don't think I could do that. Your life is going to be so restricted. And I'm like, or flip that. And it's actually awesome. And it gives you structure and it gives you control and it makes you feel powerful and it gives you health. So um, it was just, I was reading the words that people had literally said, because I just started posting about it. And it's interesting to see how many people felt like they weren't strong enough to do these five principles for 75. Yeah. So that strong one is a big one. So, okay. You've talked about these 10 words. Okay. So you, in the book, you examine 10 words and it's believe, love, dream, faith, fearless, hope, inspire, create, brave, and strength. How did you pick the 10 words? Well, those have been all of our most popular words at the Giving Keys, which again is very fascinating to know that everyone needs these words. Um, And I think it's also fascinating to know that all different types of people that have worn the Giving Keys from people that are huge celebrities and the cover of magazines to politicians to people that are experiencing homelessness I love that it's such a lesson in humanity and that we we all kind of struggle with the same a lot of the same core issues and we all need these words we and I think that's why these things kind of bring us all together we all need hope we all sometimes struggle with feeling brave and we all need strength and we all need love and um but I think that the last the last uh chapter is called pay it forward so it kind of is, is ingraining in our brain that yes we all need these words but it's not just about us right if we don't want to be so focused on ourselves and all the words and the things that we need in our lives all the time then it's about training ourselves to keep our eyes open um for someone else who's going through a hard time and who needs these words more than we do and needs these little tokens more than we do so it's kind of like yes bring the energy and the wisdom of these words in and then push them out take them in and then push them out so we're not just like hoarding all the good stuff and then and then you can just become probably a little selfish narcissistic and no you're not going to enjoy your life if you're that way anyway right so. i love that you wear a bunch of different ones and that like if you hear that somebody like if like if you spot that somebody needs something that you give it to them i'm going to have stuff because I, I, know, I have to, I have to give you a bunch to stock up so you can, whenever you're training people, you can just be like, here, take this, take this, take this. I love it. Like when I'm at my beach body events and stuff, I can't tell you how many stories I hear that I'm just like, Oh, that would be so fun to be able to like give them a and give them a word or give them a necklace. Like, I love that. Ooh, so. I like, like, I like, um, I like the word fight, maybe like fight or warrior or, yeah. or even like believe that you can do it. I'm wearing a little, this little believe one right here. So cute. A little. That is, oh, that's really cute. And I know actually a lot of our, our bigger coaches that have teams under them, they will, they give their coaches like as like they pick a word for that coach, like what they feel 
that coach needs or what they feel that coach embodies. I've seen them do that with bracelets and stuff before. Love so. that. We could do custom, custom words too. So think about if you want any ones, we'll make it, we'll make it happen. Oh, see, that's so great. Okay. So you mentioned two words, two words, brave and love. So these happen to also be the name of your kids, <laughs> Yeah, right? Your son is brave and your daughter is love. Yes. What made you pick those two words and what made you pick them for one, your son and one, your daughter? <laughs> yeah. They picked before you met them while they were in the womb or were they picked after you had them? Yeah, they were in the womb. Brave was I was, I was pregnant with him and he was our first and I really wanted his name to be unique and different and cool and edgy, but inspirational. And so we were, I was thinking of all the different words of the giving keys and, and my husband said, you know, he just went through brave and we were both like, oh, cause we love the movie Braveheart too. So, uh, yeah, so that was definitely, we both had the same reaction of like, that is so cool. We've never heard of a name like that before. And it's so funny because Brave, my little boy, is not brave. He's like, my little girl, um, who's almost two now, Love, she's like, she's the brave one. And he is afraid of everything, which is really funny. <laughs> and she's and- not, he's more like the love bug. And then with, with her, with we were like, okay, now now we have another kid coming we need to match. I mean, we can't have one name that's brave and then another normal name. Like we have to come with it. And like, it, and so, and then love was always just like as clear as day, like what her name was supposed to be, because I just feel like it's the best thing in the world. It's the most important thing in the world that everybody wants and everybody needs. And what's better than love? Nothing. So, um, Yeah. What's so cool about that is like, you know, like you said, you're creating these grooves in your mind. I mean, every time somebody says your son's name, he's reminded to be brave. Yeah. Yeah. Like every time they say your daughter's name, she's reminded that she is love. Like that is who she is. And don't say that when you're talking to plants, like if there's a plant and if you're saying love to the plant, it grows and flourishes. And if you're saying hate that it Yes. Like that. So I actually did the experiment with my son. I don't know if you've seen this fun little kid science experiment where you freeze two water bottles, but one water bottle, you write the word hate all over it. And the other bottle, you write love all over it. And so in the experience, so Dom's, my son is Dom and he saw it on TikTok and he's like, the one that says hate, like ends up with all these like shattered crystals in it. And the one that says love usually ends up with this like one long, beautiful crystal. And I'm not going to lie. I was very skeptical. I was like, "Mm, okay, we're going to do this and like, let's see what happens. So two exact same water bottles, right? Froze them, put them on the door and like one covered in the words hate, one covered in the word love, like They didn't fall. They didn't drop. They were stood right next to each other in the freezer. 24 hours later, we opened the freezer up. And sure enough, the one that said hate all over it was all these like broken, shattered crystals. And the one that had love just had this one beautiful, long crystal from the bottom to the top. And I was like, yeah, that shocks me. Okay, I have to do it now. I have to try. I'm telling you, like I told like all my friends, I was like, you guys have to do this experiment. (laughs) craziest thing and they're like did you drop it I was like I swear I didn't drop the water bottle to like make anything crack it just was like that wow March is National Women's History Month so all month long we are celebrating we are acknowledging the women that have paved the way that have had amazing accomplishments throughout history but what I also want to acknowledge is that what women are doing right now 
will be celebrated in future years to come in Women's History Month. That's so incredible. And you guys, I love to support women all year long, not just even in the month of March, especially women entrepreneurs. I like to find brands and products that I love, that I know you'll love, and share them with you, which is why I love sharing about each and every. It's a natural deodorant. It was founded by two women who believe that each and every ingredient matters because it does. What we put on our skin matters. It affects our health greatly. How that product is packaged affects the environment greatly. Each and every is the first unique sugarcane packaging. It's eco-conscious carbon negative packaging used in their deodorant. How cool is that? And you guys, I'm a fitness professional, so I'm not going to talk to you about a deodorant if it doesn't work, right? Like, It has to work. I have to really like it. And I do. They have amazing scents to choose from. They have lavender and lemon, cedar and vanilla. That one is my absolute favorite. They also have a citrus one that's really good. It goes on silky smooth. There's no irritation or feeling of like rubbing or drying out. It's vegan. It's cruelty free. I just feel like it's a better deodorant. There's no nasty ingredients in it like parabens or baking soda. So I love it. I use it all the time. I think you guys will love it too. If you guys want to check out each and every, I've got a great offer for my listeners for a limited time only. You can get 30% off your first purchase. So what you do is you go to eachandevery.com slash autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N, and use promo code AUTUMN30, A-U-T-U-M-N-3-0. So again, you go to eachandevery.com slash autumn, and you use promo code AUTUMN30, and that's going to get you 30% off your first order. Make sure you check it out. Let's celebrate women all year long. I talk about, obviously, the words that we say, even when we don't say them out loud. So the words you think about yourself, right? Because people think, well, I don't even say those out loud. Can it really be affecting me? Like, how do you feel about that when people are like, I don't say I'm ugly out loud. Oh, no, it doesn't have to be about that. That's the thing. You're not all the negative beliefs that we have about ourselves. They're not things that we usually ever say out loud. I mean, unless if we're, you know, talking to a friend or a therapist, but you're not saying out loud to yourself, you know, like I'm you know, all those negative things. It's all the silent stuff, right? All the negative, negative self-talk players that are silent and are trapped in our brain. Right. So people don't even realize that they're doing it. No, it's just literally, it's just kind of like background music, right? Yeah. Like as they go through, oh, like they're thinking about one thing, but it's kind of playing back there all the time. That's why we have to be intentional to create these new beliefs. Yeah. So you talk one way to help do that is with affirmations and you talk about affirmations. You're a big believer in them. So many questions on that. Like, how do you write them? Because people, I feel like they get caught up in how to do affirmations. How do you write them? Um, When do you say them to yourself? Like, do they really work? They kind of feel that fake phony again. Like I am love, I am beautiful. And they're like, is this even real? No, I have talked to so many psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, and they all say it. They say that so many people don't do it because they also think, like you said earlier, that some people think it's too hard, but they, 
I've been hearing that a lot of people don't do it because they think it's too easy. They think it's, it's too easy and simple that how could that really work? Mm. Because it seems so easy and simple. Like it seems so like, okay, give me something a little bit more interesting or like that I haven't heard before. Cause it's like, okay, I've heard gratitude list before. Wah, wah, you know, that's for kindergartners or whatever, but it's like, no, they're like, it actually really does work, but you have to do it every day. It's yeah. all about consistency. And it's like, so I think it's the best right when you wake up in the morning and if you can s- scatter it, you know, throughout the day, then great. And, you know, before you go to bed is, is, is great too. Um, yeah, it does work scientifically proven. Isn't it funny how we just assume that for anything to change, it has to be really hard. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like I hear it all the time when it comes to nutrition, like, well, it, well, if it's easy and I can still have cocktails or I could still have dessert, it must not work. And I'm like, I mean, if you want to starve yourself and not ever have cocktails and dessert, I'd go ahead. But like, I don't know. I personally want to have a balance where I can. It's just funny that people feel like it has to be really hard. Now, you also talk about the the should do swaps. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us what those are? And can you tell us how they help you find like your real true priorities? Yes. So so in my first book, I have a different version of that, which is called uh, Let Yourself Fail. And so in the new book, this is like the new version of letting yourself fail, which is, yes, it's all about the priorities we have in our, in our, in our lives and getting clear on them. And I think it's also about writing your list down and, um, and and it's hard because for me, I, I get in the rat race of like work emails, work emails, work emails, and then I'm not getting to more important things like uh, choosing a school for my son, you know, something like that, (laughs) that are like, those are my priorities. But, you know, if you don't write them down and you just go to your kind of habits, sometimes, um, yeah, you literally can't fit everything in. So it's all about realizing that you are not a robot. You are not Wonder Woman. You cannot fit everything in. So you have to make sacrifices and you have to let go of certain things. Like for instance, this woman we bought our old house from, she was like an executive at the Ellen show and she was married and had two kids. And and I was like, how do you do it? Because she seemed like a pretty healthy, stable person and um, balanced for the most part. And, And I said, how do you do it? And she's like, well, I'm a horrible, I'm a horrible daughter and I'm a horrible friend. I cannot be there for my mom right now. And I cannot be there for any of my friends. All I have time for is being there for my kids and working. So, so, and so it, that gave me this revelation, like, oh, she's giving herself permission to fail at certain things instead of feeling shameful about it. So I did a little experiment that day. Cause I knew that I needed to do some more self-care more of the should, should do like I should do more self-care, but I actually, really didn't need it. My body, I felt like my body needed it and I was really neglecting it. Um, but I also wanted to spend time with my little boy before going to work and then I needed to shower before a meeting and blah, blah, blah. So I go do hot yoga. This is before pandemic shut down. Um, I do hot yoga and then I come back home and I'm soaking wet, like soaking wet, smelly, the whole thing. And, and I had 15 minutes where I needed to shower and get ready for my meeting um, downtown in like a boardroom. And, you know, I had planned to wear like a collared shirt and it was like one of those types of meetings, but brave. My little boy was like, mommy, 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 like, like hold me and play with me. And I could just tell my intuition was like, Oh, I, I need, I need to spend some alone time with him because I sacrificed the time being with him to go do the yoga class. So I got on the floor, 
you know, played some blocks and Legos with him and it, and it was, and it was great. And then I just left and I just went to the meeting downtown soaking wet and smelly. Um, and I drove there with a big smile on my face instead of feeling shame, because if I didn't have the perspective of I'm letting myself fail or I should have, you know, like shitting all over yourself. I was like, no, wait a minute. I'm giving myself permission because I'm not a robot. I'm not Wonder Woman. I chose this priority over that. I chose spending time with my son over, you know, showing up to this meeting. Yeah. So, so if I didn't have the perspective, I literally would have been driving to that meeting smelly and wet being like, Oh, I'm disgusting with that negative self-talk. Like I am gross. Look at me. I'm not good at self-care. But instead I literally had the biggest smile on my face so I was like, I chose well. Yeah. Now you chose well and you chose well. Actually, what it sounds like is you chose well for both you and your son because you're like, okay, great. I would have had 15 minutes. I would have showered. I would have put myself together. And you probably would have been driving to your meeting, seeing your little boy's face going, mommy, play blocks with me. And then you didn't oh, play blocks yeah. with him. And you're like, play blocks with him or worry about what these people think about the fact that I'm swe- sweaty and smelly. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm good at what I do. Let's have a meeting. Don't worry about the fact that I'm smelly and sweaty right now. (laughs) Made a sacrifice somewhere. Sorry, it's on you guys. I love perfume is for. That's right. You know, a slick bag bun always works. Okay. You talk about paying it forward. Just give some easy, practical ideas to help the readers and the listeners do that. Like, what are some of your favorite ways to pay it forward? Because I don't think like, you know, you hear something like, wow, you met these homeless people sleeping in a dumpster and you took them to dinner and now you employ them and now you employ hundreds of people. But like for some people, that feels very overwhelming. So what's something people can do small but impactful? Yes. Paying it forward, I truly believe, is the ripple effect that can change the world because it can be the smallest little thing like buying a cup of coffee for the person behind you in line. Um, and one of my favorite quotes from mother Teresa is, um, do not wait for leaders, do it alone, person to person. And so I think, and that is the thing, meeting that one couple and just taking them to dinner, just buying them some food because it was raining and they were soaking wet. I didn't have, I didn't have a, a vision to turn this into a movement or something. It was just like, oh, these two young people they're probably hungry. It was really that simple in my mind. I could buy them a slice of pizza, you know? Um, And then it was a ripple effect and turned into what it turned into. But for everyone listening, it's the same thing. It's really just caring about the one person. I think, yeah, once we start thinking massively, it can just get too overwhelming. But um, yeah, when you're in line next time at your local coffee shop, just just say like, I'll get the person behind behind me. And then here you go. Just like how that could make someone's day. And then the trajectory that their day would be on because you did that one little thing could be genuinely life-changing. Maybe the way that they would treat their children would be so much better because you did that nice thing for them or taking a little post-it and writing something positive on someone's car saying like, you know, smile or shine today knowing that you're loved or something like that. It could be a post-it, it could be cheap, it could be free. Um, it could be calling a friend, telling them you love them is texting a friend, checking in on you. I think that is even paying it forward. It can be as simple as that. Yeah. I remember right after I had my son, Dominic, maybe he was like one, we were at the farmer's market and we were at the farmer's market here in LA in the Pacific Palisades. So if you know the Pacific Palisades, it's a wealthy neighborhood. Okay. And I was like pushing him in this stroller shopping, like picking groceries. 
And this little old woman, I was about to buy a bunch of asparagus. This little old woman was like, can I buy those for you? And it caught me really off guard because I was just like, just, I was in my own little world. I wasn't really expecting it. Again, it's not like I'm in a neighborhood where it looks like, oh, you might need help. Right. And I was like, oh, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, I would really like to. So wow. I was like, okay, it was like a $3 bunch of asparagus. And she sort of said something along the lines of like, you know, I wanted to do that for you and pay it forward. And I, I mean, I was, I don't know, 29 at the time. That has stuck with me so much wow. over the years. I was at Target. And asparagus. And that's the thing. It's, it's asparagus for $3 and it's stuck with you all this time. See? All this time. And I always, okay, so when the opportunity presents itself, like, that was one of the things I love doing the most. I was at Target right before Christmas. And I was actually loading up on a bunch of Christmas stuff to go donate. And there was a family in front of me. Um, husband, wife, they had, I think they had three kids. And one was a baby, baby, like in the stroller. And they were trying to buy formula. And they had a coupon for the formula. And the coupon wasn't working. And they were going to leave the formula behind. And I, was, I looked at them and I was like, can I buy that for you? And they didn't really speak great English. So I like looked at the cashier and I was like, get, bring that up for them. Like, I'm like, let me get that for them. And he was, the guy looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, can I, can I get this for you? And they were like, okay. And you could just tell like, yeah. it, like and I almost, like, guys, it, I almost feel selfish doing it because it feels so good. Right. Yeah. To be able to do that, that you're like, I did something for them, but I kind of feel like I did something for me because I feel so good that I got to help somebody. Yeah. Like I leave the store, like that was awesome. The smile on their face was awesome. Like, yeah, I think it feels good to, to connect with humanity and know that we have the power within us to make someone make someone else happy makes us happy as trite as that sounds with the word happy but really a great thing to feel (laughs) yeah all this month on Pluto TV women take the lead in celebration of women's history month drop in for the best of female talent in film TV documentaries comedy and more with big movies like Charlie's Angels Last Holiday and Pretty in Pink plus shows like Inside Amy Schumer Moesha and Sister Sister there's something for everyone This is Julie Chrisley inviting you to listen to our podcast, Chrisley Confessions, on the Podcast One Network. Each week we play listener voicemails and offer advice, suggestions, and opinions based on our own life experiences. Also, listen in to get the latest updates on all things Chrisley. New episodes every Wednesday on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Have you heard any stories over the years about the giving keys that have like maybe come full circle in any way? Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, so many, so many stories, but there was this one woman who was given a courage giving key. Her husband um, was a police officer and died, um, got shot. And, um, and so she had that courage key for a long time and then she passed on her courage key to um, a friend of hers that had cancer and was, you know, was going through chemo, chemo, lost all her hair. And she wore this courage key around her neck 
you know, during her treatments in the hospital. And I saw pictures of the key going from the original person to then this woman in the hospital. And then she overcame cancer um, and was in remission, was all, was all good. And she still had the courage key. And then she had a, a friend um, who had a husband that also uh, passed away um, as a, as a cop. Oh, and, wow. Um, in, you know, in working duty and, and she gave her courage key to her. And, and then I saw pictures of that woman wearing that same courage key that the other woman from, you know, maybe seven years ago wore. And it's like the same, you know, this is a little, like the same blood, sweat and tears that were on this key, um, that was on this key is now with someone else going through the same, the same hardship. I think it's so beautiful I just gave I this isn't necessarily full circle but uh, along the lines of like the blood sweat and tears thing since I know you guys you're do a lot of working out yeah so that's something I need to really work on but um I really need to step up my game yesterday I did take a yoga class I was very proud of myself um but um but the I'm kind of friends with the one of the peloton instructors and um I gave I was wearing this big inspire lock that I had and I have worn this big lock through so many things. I think I wore it even when I gave birth. So it was like oh, really wow. precious to me. And she was going through a, a hard time. So I gave it to her. And now I'm seeing her, you know, in New York on her Peloton thing and all these photos, she's wearing it. And I didn't wash it or anything because it's like jewelry. I don't know. It's weird to wash a lock. And I gave it to her and it's just, and I love that we're just in such different walks of life. Like she's a single like beautiful black woman and like has no kids and she's like doing her thing in New York. And I had my inspire locket to get me through everything I'm going through. And she's going through completely different things, but it's again, just bringing us, bringing us all together. I think that's the most amazing part is that it's just doing that. It's bringing us all together. And at a time when humanity needs it, what better way? So Caitlin, you've got a new book out. You've got the keys and the lockets and the bracelets. Can you tell people what the book is? And then can you tell them where they can find the giving keys in case they are ready to start handing out? Yes, yes. You can get any word you want. You can custom, um, customize words. Um, that's at thegivingkeys.com or at thegivingkeys. And then my stuff is at Caitlin Crosby. And the book is you. Oh, oops. So the first book is You Are the Key. Um, you can get it anywhere books are sold. And then the new book is called Every Word Matters. Also, you can get it anywhere books, books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target. And then we have a little cute website for it called everywordmattersbook.com. And then um, I, because my kids are named Brave and Love, um, I actually have a little give back inspirational clothing line for kids and the whole family called brave and love. So it's just brave and love.com and their little shirts with more inspirational phrases on it. Like brave, like mom, brave, like dad. Um, I will change the world. One of them says I once learned it was better to give than receive. And then one of them says, um, uh, what does it say? One says future activists. Like it's all, you know, and it's all um, going back to help um, kids that are um, fighting hunger and so everything I want to put out is hopefully in some way going to help someone because we all need help. I need help. We're all together. It's not like, you know, we all need help. don't be fooled guys. Just because people might be at a different place in their journey does not mean that like 
everybody's just a-okay and doesn't need love and inspiration and bravery and courage and all of that. So Caitlin, because we're talking about words and how words affect us, can you pick a word for us today and leave us with a word to think Mm. on, to create affirmations with, to just help us on our way? Ooh, I like that. Ooh, let me think, let me think, let me think. Well, this, this is a little bit, well, a part of me wanted to say the phrase, you can do it. I don't know why that came to mind. I know that's not a word. what, What would be, okay. I think that, that is what the message slash word, um, that I would want to leave with you guys that whether it's your biggest fear, your biggest nightmare, um, a big challenge that you're in the middle of or are in fear that it would happen, that it will happen. Like you can do it. You can get through it. You can overcome. Oh, maybe overcome. I like that. Um, we do have a really cute new necklace that says overcome on it, but, um, so yeah, you can overcome whatever that thing is that you're resisting, that you're afraid of, you will get through it. You will overcome. You are resilient. You got this. You guys, the word overcome or just the word can. I tell people all the time to remove the word can't from their vocabulary because mm-hmm. stop telling yourself that you can't do things because if you say you can't, then you won't. So I love that. You can do it. The word is can and the word is overcome. Caitlin, this has been amazing. So powerful. So inspirational. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys, make sure you check out The Giving Key and we'll talk to you next time on Let's Do Life. Thanks for listening to the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. This show is produced by Will Sterling for Podcast One. Be sure to download new episodes every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at podcastone.com. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. Oh, 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 oh